gospel account of John, John chapter 8. We're celebrating Independence Day today. Is that something we should do? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Independence Day commemorates the Declaration of Independence that occurred uh, back in July 1776. 245 years ago. Something very significant happened here on this continent. The United States of America did not exist prior to that. We were, our forefathers were colonies of Great Britain under the control of King George. And it came to the point, you know, our our forefathers came here to seeking freedom of religion. Freedom from persecution. Uh, Anyway, the Continental Congress declared that the 13 American colonies were no longer subject to the monarch of Britain, King George III. But that they were now united, free, and independent states. Does that sound good to anybody? United. That's where the United States. States came from. There was a time when it didn't exist. This is this is where it, it happened. United, free, and independent states. Hallelujah. And uh, John Adams, who was a part of this, he wrote to his wife Abigail. I thought this was interesting uh, about this. He said this this day they actually. Uh, I guess agreed on it on the 2nd of July and then it was it was declared I guess the, the agreement was the 2nd and then it was declared on the 4th but he said this uh, this second day of July 1776 he's writing to his wife will be the most memorable memorable mark in the history of America I'm apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. (laughs) This is how they thought. This is how it was founded. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shows and games and sports and bells and bonfires and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other from this time forward forevermore. (laughs) Why do I read that? It's easy to take things for granted. Can you hear the excitement in this man's voice? Something has happened that had never happened in the written history of mankind before. I mean, the way the, the, the document starts out, we, 
the people. That had, ne- that had never been done. Never been done like that before. And the freedoms, the liberty. And you can see that God has had his hand on it because it could have gone away three years later. Right? It could have been destroyed in numerous things. It could have been destroyed, uh, you know, never happened in the Revolutionary War. It could have been completely destroyed in the Civil War. It could have been destroyed in the First World War, the Second World War, on and on. But here we still are, by the grace of God, right? By the grace and mercy of God, and sure... In a country of hundreds of millions of people and that spans thousands of miles across it, you reckon you could find any problems? <laughs> Anything that's not right? That's not good? Sure you can if you just want to be a negative soul. That's the only thing you talk about. But is there anything good? I said, is there anything good? Yes. There's a lot to be thankful for. And if the Lord had you born here, the Bible said he has uh, predetermined the times and boundaries of, of men, of human beings. And so it's no accident that you were born here at this time. Hmm? You know, uh, everybody, uh, if you were born on the other side of the world, then you ought to be uh, respectful of your country. And you ought to be uh, patriotic and you ought to show a a commitment uh, to protect it and to prosper it. But if you were born here, you ought to be patriotic here and be thankful about here. Right? You could have been born somewhere else. You, You could have been born a different place, a different time. It's not by accident that you're here. And so it's entirely right. And appropriate. For, let, let me read that again. <laughs> huh? It ought to be solemnized, John Adams said, as a day of deliverance. Oh, don't you like celebrating deliverance? We've been delivered. A day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be celebrated with pomp and parade. Shows, games, sports, bells, bonfires, illuminations. That's where the fireworks came in. From one end of the continent to the other, from this time forward forevermore. Hallelujah. So let's, let's do it. Let's uh, all day long and all night long and tomorrow, just ever so often, say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for our, our country. Thank you, Lord, for our freedoms. Thank you, Lord, for our liberty. Thank you, Lord, for our prosperity. Right? Thank you, Lord, for our protection. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. One of the worst things that can happen to a person spiritually is to become unthankful. It is the path of darkness. When you, when you become unthankful, you start moving out of the light 
into spiritual darkness. Now, that's not just my idea or theory. If that were our subject, I could show you numerous scriptures about it. Romans 1 is a particular place that talks about when they became unthankful, their foolish hearts were darkened. Darkened. But the opposite happens when you're thankful. Uh, we, we just quoted from the psalmist earlier about, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Well, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why should you do that? Because in his light, you'll see more light. You'll get more light. You start being thankful for something that you have, something that you appreciate. Next thing you know, you'll see something else. You'll see more. You'll become more aware of the good. Seek and you'll find. If all you look for is the bad, that's all you're going to find. And if all you talk about and think about is the bad and the problem, that's all you're going to find. And you will just be no fun to be around. (laughs) And besides that, who are you helping by pointing out problems night and day? Pointing out problems doesn't fix anything. Cursing the darkness doesn't make it any lighter, any brighter. (laughs) Right? Right? Matters. And particularly us, believers, we are not to be, God didn't make us this way, so don't act like that. We're not negative souls. We're positive. We're thankful. Didn't he tell us, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Did you find John 8? Gave you plenty of time. John 8, Jesus said something about freedom that is just so wonderful. John 8, uh, it begins actually by the, um, the situation that happened when they brought the woman who had been caught in, the, in adultery and, and plopped her down in front of Jesus, in front of the people. And then said, you know, Moses said, Stoner, what do you say? Well, uh, why would they do that? The Bible said they did that to trick him, to catch him. They didn't care about that situation. They're just trying to trick Jesus and and get him in trouble somehow. And uh, the only, only reason they thought that would work is that he was obviously known for his compassion. Can you see that? They did not expect that he would say, sure, stoner. They didn't believe he would do that. Well, why didn't they believe that? Because he was so compassionate. He was so gracious. And so we know he dealt with that situation. And then in John 8, um, skip down to verse uh, 29. He said, he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. And as He spoke these words, many believed on Him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on Him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So here were some people 
who had Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were believing that he what he's saying is true. And so he's telling them, okay, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, you need to go all the way. <laughs> yeah, you're seeing some things here today. Because uh, the Bible said concerning some of the Jewish leaders, they did see that he was the Christ, but they would not acknowledge him nor confess him publicly for fear of the other leaders. And so just because you, you realize something is true, that does not mean it automatically changes your life. You can see truth and do nothing with it. You can see truth and decide to ignore it because you don't want to upset your life. You don't want to change anything. So can you see what he's saying? They, they are believing some things, but he's telling them, okay, this is a start. But what else do they need to do? Continue in my word. How, what, what, is, what is his word? Well, that's everything. That he has said and done, continue in my word and you'll be my disciples. How many realize we, we not only need to be believers, we need to be disciples. Right? We need to acknowledge and confess Jesus as Lord, but that's not the end of things. That's the beginning. That should put us on the path of being his learner, his student. Right? How many are the student of the Lord? That's not everybody. Well, whose student are you? <laughs> you are, are we believers supposed to be the student of the Lord? Yes. The disciple of the Lord. Why? Because what is, what is the goal? What is, where is he taking us? The scripture said, the servant is not above his master. But everyone that is perfected or completed will be as his master. The Lord's intent and plan is that you and I grow up and develop to the fullness of the stature of Christ. That we look like him, we act like him, we talk like him, we react like him, we please the Father like him. We accomplish the will of God like him. So he said, if you'll, if you'll stay with me now, you're, you're starting to believe, but come on, we got the rest of the journey to complete. Come on, let my words live in you. Uh, it's so important that we look to the word for every answer because they are here. How to think about this. The answer to everything you deal with in life is in the Word of God. It is. But most people don't live like that. Most people do not live this way. They, and they don't, they don't even realize that they have set their own opinions up as the standard. Or they've taken other people's ideas or traditions or whatever. This group or that group as the standard for what's right, wrong, what's good, what's not. But the answer to everything is in the Word. Which is one reason why everybody at Faith Life Church reads their chapter every day. Monday through Friday. Why? Because how, how do you continue in His Word and you don't even know what He said? 
But every time something arises in your life, what should you immediately start thinking about? What did the Lord say? Right? What did the Lord say about this? What does the Word say? What did the Spirit of God say through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? What did He say through Jesus? What did He say through Paul, through Peter? What did He say? What did He say? And let that be the answer. Let that be the final authority on everything. Now you do understand, most church-going people don't live like this. And it's why they don't live entirely victorious. But we're supposed to. And uh, people grab half of that verse and say, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Well, you won't know the truth unless you continue in his word. Can you see that? And continuing in it, continue. uh, He uses the word abide a number of times in this chapter as well. And that means live. It's not where you visit. It's where you live. We should live in the word, around the word, with the word. I mean, uh, when you go to church, what should you hear? You should hear the word, right? Now, you're laughing, but a lot of places you don't. You hear people's opinions and theories and ideas and people's idea of morals and, and, you know, reform and what have you. No, no. What should you preach? Preach the word. In season. Out of season. Hallelujah. Because it is the answer. Jesus actually is the word manifested in the flesh. So he said... Continue in my word, if if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, or really, or truly, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And they answered him. <laughs> Notice they didn't say, praise God, hallelujah. <laughs> we'll know the truth and be completely free. No, they said, we're Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. And how are you saying you're going to be made free? Now, this is a big revelation. They think they're free, and they are not. wonder how many times this could be repeated. They're adamant that they're free Because of external things. Because they are not currently somebody's slave property. And yet, how many understand you can be in bondage on the inside when outside you're technically legally free? They said, we're Abraham's seed. We were never in bondage to any man. So how are you saying you shall be made free? In other words, we don't need to be set free. We're already free. Were they free? They were blind. They were lost. They were deceived. They were tricked. Keep reading. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say to you, whoever commits sin is the servant, or we might say slave, the slave of sin. Is he telling them they're not free like they think they are? Now, sin is violation of light. Uh, Don't just look to somebody's list of rules 
for what's sin and what's not sin. Uh, the scripture said in James, to him that knows to do good and does it not, to him it is sin. Why would you say to him? Why wouldn't it just be to anybody, everybody? It's because of what you, to him that knows. So it has to do with what you know. Violating light is, is missing it. If you know to do something and you don't do it, that's sin. If you know, uh, you know what to do and don't do it, know what to not do and go ahead and do it, violation of light. Whoever commits sin is the servant of sin. Keep going. The servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. The, the, the slave is not a permanent part of the family, but the son is. Keep going. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Let me read this to you from some other translations. If the, uh, the Young's literal translation says it like this, it says, um, If the Son makes you free, in reality you shall be free. The New Living says, So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. The Amplified, I like the Amplified on this one. It says, so if the Son liberates you, then you are really and unquestionably free. (laughs) How many have believed on Jesus? How many have made the decision to continue in his word, following him throughout your life, being his disciple? Then the Bible said, as you do that, you will come to experience and know the truth, and that truth will liberate you. And whom the Son has liberated, he is really, truly, and unquestionably free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Said out loud, the Son has liberated me. And I am really, truly, unquestionably free. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's Word translation says, and so if the Son sets you free, you will be absolutely free. Really, truly, unquestionably, absolutely free. That sounds like free to me. Oh, somebody say free, 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 free. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God, praise God. Now, what he had said to these that were arguing with him in this chapter, and it got really heated by the end of this chapter. But back up, if you would, to verse uh, uh, 24. Jesus said, I said, therefore, to you that you shall die in your sins. Now, he's talking to some of the most religious people of his day. He's talking to some of the leaders of the Jews, who were also some of them had prominent place in uh, the synagogue and, and other things. 
He said, and, and before the chapter is over, he said, you're of your father, the devil. Which is one of the things I got so mad about. <laughs> well, is Jesus just trying to insult them? Uh, he also said in this chapter, he said, I'm telling you the truth. How can you get free if you won't acknowledge? You even got a problem. Right? And see, they, they, they're trying to tell him, we're already free. We don't need to get free. We were never in bondage to anybody. We're already free. But they weren't free. I said they weren't free. And thank God for this country. And thank God for the natural freedoms we enjoy. But how many understand that you can be American and you can be free and you can have rights. And yet you can be completely in captivity in spirit. You can be bound. You can be lost. And he said, you'll die in your sins. For if you uh, believe not that I'm he, back up if you would, the 24th verse. If, if you believe not that I am he, you'll die in your sins. Are there many ways to salvation? No, there's only one. Are there many ways to the Father and to eternal life? If you believe the Bible, you can't believe that. Jesus said, I am the way. The truth, the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. And here he's telling them, if you don't believe I'm the one, if you don't believe I'm the Messiah, I'm the sent one, you will die in your sins. You will die lost. And so we see a connection between salvation and liberty and faith and respect. What you have faith in, you respect, you esteem, you value. Go with me, if you would, over to the book of Hebrews, please. Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Are you all okay? Hebrews 10 And about verse 28. He said, he that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sorer punishment suppose you shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the Son of God? And has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing. And has done despite unto the spirit of grace. This is how people are lost. And hell is bondage. Hell is incarceration. Eternally so. Darkness and being uh, domineered and dominated by sin and condemnation and guilt and shame, this is bondage. And then being judged and being assigned a place with the devil and his angels, 
total loss, total bondage. Jesus said, what if a man gains a whole world, but he loses his own soul? Why are we talking about this? Because it is not okay to disrespect the blood. Are y'all with me, church? Now, we, hopefully, we know this, and we, w- we wouldn't do this. But there are millions in our own country and all over the world who mock at Jesus, who scoff and mock and despise and demean. And who do you think is behind despising the blood, despising Jesus the Master? The devil is the despiser. He is the devaluer, the demeanor. He's always running things down and trying to influence despising, despising, despising. It's become, sadly, more open for people to despise our country and despise our flag and despise our um, Pledge of Allegiance or the National Anthem. Uh, is this okay? It's not okay. I, I, and don't misunderstand me. I'm, I'm not trying to come down on somebody. Uh, specifically, I, I've been young. I've said dumb things. Only me? Huh? Have you ever said dumb stuff? You're looking back, you think, man, I shouldn't have said that. What was I thinking? So, especially some of our young people saying and doing some stuff that they saw and heard somebody else do, and they just don't, they're clueless about what's really going on. Our flag doesn't represent what's wrong with the country. Our flag represents all Americans. Are y'all with me? And when I say all Americans, I mean John Adams that we were just talking about. George Washington and the army and armies that fought for our independence or elsewise that have never been a country here. And the people who fought and died in these conflicts and in these armies, that flag represents them, doesn't it? And it represents every American, every American. And so when you disrespect the flag, you're disrespecting all of us. You're disrespecting what it cost for that flag to exist and for that flag to still fly. And that should not be. Does the country have problems? Find one that doesn't. Right? But does disrespecting the whole country fix the problem? Doesn't even begin to. That's not how you do it. It causes more problems. It drives bigger wedges and more division. No, there are a few things that represent all of us. Right? The flag. The Pledge of Allegiance, the National Anthem, these things. 
are bought with blood. Y'all with me or not? They are bought with blood. Thousands fell in the Revolutionary War. And scores and hundreds of thousands have fallen since then in conflict after conflict. How many realize how wrong it is to disrespect such a sacrifice? If you got a beef about something, address it at the right place at the right time. Do something positive to fix it. Don't just judge others and disrespect everybody. I want you to say it out loud. Bought with blood. Bought with blood. I mean, I, our men and our women have trudged through mud and cold and heat and jungles and deserts and been shot up and been maimed and been killed by the scores and scores of thousands so that you and I can disrespect the flag? No. So we can have days like today. Amen. And say, thank God. We still got a country. Oh, it ain't perfect. It's got a lot of problems. But thank God. We still got freedom. We got some freedom. We got some freedom. Now this same principle is true in ultimate freedom. Because man sold himself. Because of sin. Into spiritual slavery. And Satan became the master of mankind. Even in 2 Corinthians 4, 4 today, he's called the God of this world. Well, God didn't give it to him. Our Father didn't give it to him. This wasn't made for him. How did he wind up running most of it? And how did he wind up enslaving most of the population? Do you realize most of the population of the planet is enslaved spiritually and does not realize it? They are believing lies. They are total darkness and deceived and confused. And the enemy, the father of lies, this is what he does. But a relatively small portion have been born again, have been enlightened have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son and have been made free. I said have been made free. Have been made free. Somebody say, I've been delivered from all the power of darkness. I've been delivered from the power of sin and death and condemnation. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't that what Romans 8, 1 and 2 talks about? The spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And you know how we got that? You know how we got that? It was bought with blood. 
but not with human blood. Tainted by sin, it is human, but it's also divine. And it was spotless and still is spotless. The spotless blood of the Lamb has redeemed. Now, redeemed denotes buying a slave out of slavery into freedom. That's the, the language of redemption includes the language of servitude and slavery. And redemption is that somebody paid the price to buy you. Hallelujah. So you're no longer the property of some evil owner, but now you are free. And somebody has so graciously bought you, redeemed you, and then allowed you to be free of your own life. You don't have to serve them unless you choose to. Unless you want to. That's what the Lord has done for us. You're a fool if you don't choose to serve him. How many say, I I choose to serve him? I choose to. But we're not just slaves. We're what the Bible calls sons. Sons of the living God. Don't get hung up on male and female term. In Christ there is neither male nor female. We are the sons of the living God. And sons are free. Free forever. Oh, free forever. But key to that is the respect for the blood. Look at this passage again, please. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, verse 28. He that despised. Do you hear what the focus of despising? So we, we got folks in the country today that have, they, they despise um, the good things about the country. They despise the whole thing. Anything you despise, you're in danger of losing. If you stop appreciating it, if you stop being thankful for it, if you stop valuing it, if you stop esteeming it, whether it's a person or a thing or a liberty or a freedom or an opportunity, you are in danger of losing it. Do you remember what the Lord said? Those that honor me, I will honor. Those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. We must show honor to receive honor. We must show respect to receive respect. A lot of people are so big on, you know, I demand respect. Well, who do you respect? Where do you show respect? <laughs> right? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't come by demanding. You sow it. You give it. You show it. And if you do, it comes back to you. Hallelujah. I said it comes back to you. Well, the biggest place to show it is with God. You honor him. You show him respect as the creator. You show his word respect. You show his people respect. You show his spirit respect. And you show the blood respect. Somebody say, I respect the blood. I I reverence the blood. He said somebody that despised Moses' law died. 
without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment, suppose you, shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite, disrespect, and despising to the Spirit of grace. Now, we're not to try to force the word on anybody that doesn't want to hear it. But you never should go along with somebody mocking your master or disrespecting his blood. That's when the countenance on your face changes. Hmm? And either they stop it or they leave. Or if it's not your place, you leave. Come on, are y'all with me? Yes. No, I didn't say you get into a fist fight. <laughs> I know, that's going too far. But there's some things you, you just don't cross that line. And disrespecting the blood. I mean, there are people that feel very strongly, I do, about our American liberties and freedoms and blessings. And it matters to me, the people who fought. And died. And continue to, to go and serve. And fight. And, and people who have done this defended. And people who have sacrificed. And people who have, have built. And, and laid foundations for what we have. I respect that. Do you respect that? Our flag represents all of that. Our anthem represents all of that. The Pledge of Allegiance represents all of that. What's so bad about the Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance. Didn't say you worship it. (laughs) Just some allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Who don't like that? What's wrong with that? Come on out with me or not? What's wrong with that? That's good. Should your country expect some some commitment out of you to its success, to its defense, right? To its victories. Yes. That's not unreasonable. That's not wrong. How much more our God... And his church and the eternal kingdom because as great as this country is, it's very temporary. We're told that soon all of this is going away. And there's only going to be the eternal kingdom of God. And so we have been bought with this blood, this precious blood of the Lamb. And let's see to it that we show respect. No matter what anybody else does, we're going to respect the blood. We're going to respect the spirit. We're going to respect Jesus. We're going to respect his word. Right? His church. His people. And not do any disrespect or any despite to the Holy Spirit. We've uh, prepared to receive communion today. How many think this is appropriate? We've been talking about showing respect. Go to 1 Corinthians. And let's look at the passage that we normally 
First uh, Corinthians 11, and let's get ready to do that. Ready to receive. First Corinthians 11. He said, verse 23, I received of the Lord that which I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. Is Jesus showing respect for this? Is he teaching them to show respect? For the body that bought us. He goes on to say. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped he said this cup. Is the new testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it. In remembrance of me. Was this a casual goof off time? No. No. You know, we, we, we need to learn. We, 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 we've got generations that have grown up that didn't learn respect from their parents, who didn't learn respect from their parents, who didn't learn respect from their parents. And you got folks who are just so unaware. How many know there are times you shouldn't get up and move around? There are times you shouldn't be talking to somebody else about something else. There are times you should show respect. Right? There are times to whole, you know, uh, laugh and cut up and, and be loud. And, and then there are times not to do that. Not to be sad, but to show reverence. What, what does that mean? How important this is. Without this, we'd be lost and on our way to hell. Is everybody awake? Huh? Without this, there's no heaven for us. There's no eternal life for us without this. How much respect should we show this? All that we know. Verse 26. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he come. We're commemorating what bought us. We're commemorating what redeemed us. We're commemorating what made us unquestionably free. Now keep reading. Wherefore, whoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. What does it mean unworthily? In an unworthy manner. What does that mean? Well, see, if you read the whole chapter, they were eating and drinking and being gluttonous and everything else and calling it the Lord's Supper, and there was no awareness of what they were doing or respect. And he was correcting them. The Spirit of God was. We're to show reverence and respect. For what the Lord has done for us. We were singing earlier. 
The blood never loses its power. Is it true that the blood of the Lamb is now, right now, on the mercy seat in heaven? Where it is speaking, the Bible says. Speaking, not vengeance and guilt, but speaking our innocence and our cleansing before God. Speaking that we have been purchased from our sin and our slavery and we've been delivered and we've been redeemed and we are forever free. Somebody say the blood, the blood has bought me, has saved me, has made me forever free. Should you thank God for the blood on a regular basis, for the body and the blood of the master, the Lord Jesus, the sacrifice that was made. I know there's a lot of people that are just clueless and they say blasphemous things and ignorant things. Don't go along with it. You don't have to straighten them out, but you, they, they should see. If they say anything negative about the blood, they should see your countenance change. You, you don't play with that. It's not funny. Hmm? You're talking about what bought me. I was lost. I was in bondage. I was in darkness. I was in condemnation. I was on my way to hell. This is what bought me. Somebody say, the blood bought me. The blood, the blood bought me. Blood bought us our country. Blood bought us our freedom. It ain't okay for people to disrespect that. It's not okay. I'm a pretty easygoing guy. But there's some things you just don't do. Y'all with me or not? There's some things you just don't do. I realize people get confused. Like I said, young people can say some really dumb things sometimes too. And sometimes old folks too. But when you disrespect the flag, you're disrespecting blood. When you disrespect these things. And if, and if we feel that way about this, how much more? I said, how much more the blood of the spotless lamb that was the only thing in the universe worth enough to buy souls that has made me free. Oh, hallelujah. He said, whoever therefore shall eat this bread and drink this cup unworthily will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. See, if you act like church is nothing, if you act like the gospel is nothing, if the preaching about the blood is nothing, communion is nothing, if you act like that's nothing, you're acting the same way the soldiers that nailed Jesus to the cross acted. They acted like he's nothing. He's a criminal. And that's why the Bible talks about they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh. How could that be? They're doing the same thing that the leaders of the Jews did when they stood up there and mocked and said, Well, if he's the Son of God, let him come down and show us. And No respect. Absolute disrespect. That's not us. I said, that's not us. But let a man examine himself. Verse 28. It didn't say don't, don't participate in communion. It said do a little heart check. Just take a moment and make sure 
We're not just seeing how quick we can get through this. We're not just going through a a religious ritual. We're pausing, taking a moment, saying, thank God for the body of the Lamb. Thank God for the blood of the Lamb. And you're being sincere. And you're being focused. And you're being thankful. Let him examine himself and then let him what? Not partake, no. Let him examine himself and then let him eat. Let him eat the bread, drink the cup after a a heart check. For he that eats and drinks unworthily eats and drinks condemnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. Many are sick. Many have died prematurely because of disrespect. Disrespect. Somebody say, I value the body, the stripes on his body that healed me. I respect that. I value the blood above everything, the blood that bought me. I'll never disrespect it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we would judge ourselves... We should not be judged. Thank God, no matter how dumb you've been, no matter how stupid things you may have said, you can repent. I said you can repent. And even if you make a mistake now or in days to come and you realize, I shouldn't have said that. Well, don't don't just, you know, yield to condemnation. Just stop and say, Lord, that's not what I believe. I judge that. That's not right. That's not what I believe. And I repent. I receive cleansing. I receive forgiveness. And go on. Are you ready this morning to receive communion and to show respect to the body and blood? Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ushers, go ahead and come and let's get ready to serve the people.